Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And today we're bringing you a very special Pride episode. Woo. Happy Pride, Brian. Happy Pride. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. You like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Up Podcast. America! Elise, what's your plan for Pride? Honestly, I I have to be honest, I have been in such a daze from having gotten mm-hmm. back from NOLA. I feel like everything snuck up on me. Pride snuck up on me. Fourth of July snuck up on me. I've made no plans for anything. I'm sure I will find something. <laughs> I mean, I will probably text you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm doing anything. Yeah. I think I'm skipping Pride this year. Keeping it chill. Keeping it chill. You know, the beach house is open. No one rented it. I mean, um, being honestly, being at your beach house in Fire Island is celebrating Pride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I cel- I'm going to celebrate Pride by uh, taking a mental health reevaluation. Yes. Because also it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to the parade and fucking sweltering heat um, in a very crowded place, drinking out of a water bottle, hoping to find a half empty bar where I can get a vodka soda in it. Um, that really what it comes down to. There's also this counter, this other parade slash protest happening called the queer March, um, which is taking place simultaneously. Um, this one has no corporate sponsorships, no cops. Um, and because a lot of the time people don't feel comfortable with, it's called the queer liberation March. Um, it's really for trans, bisexual, lesbian, gay, queer, intersex, asexual, two-spirit, non-binary, gender non-conforming, and allies. Um, yeah, like I said, no corporate floats, no police is in their march because, you know, a lot of, like, the marginalized communities within the gay community do not feel comfortable in yes. the police presence. Also, you know, Pride was a, was a riot. Yes. It wasn't a corporate sponsorship. Yes. Love wings. Um, as love wings. <laughs> um, be that as it may, it's still it's still great that all these corporate companies and brands give a fuck. At least they do in the United States. I mean, it's what I will say. If there's a bright side to the corporate sponsorship of Pride, which is mostly something that I side eye, it's that it does show how far we've come. It shows how far we've come. Because in our own lifetime, there were a, a lot of these brands would not have aligned no. with the LGBT community no. at all. And I think being a young person now seeing that would feel amazing yeah. if you were gay and in the closet like it's so different um we're actually going to get into some laws so yes. basically this episode we're going to talk about where it's still not good to be gay yes some gay law history here yes. and the um background to the stonewall uprising yeah so you'll get you'll get a good good little mix of information here one thing i wanted to say to your last point before we get into all of it is that like yeah i do think about the effect that it has on a little kid to walk by a capital one bank that's like covered in pride flags Uh even though i'm like okay capital one but are you donating to like anti-lgbt politicians and all that stuff like i do shade all that but it is nice to think about a little kid who maybe doesn't have support in his family Mm -hmm. maybe doesn't have support in other parts of his life maybe he's just scared personally to come and be like oh well this bank like this bank doesn't think i'm fucking gross or this bank like 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 the idea of accepting gay people is mainstream enough Uh that a kid who lives in a family where gay people aren't accepted might encounter the idea just out walking around and that is nice two things too so i walked by td bank Mm -hmm. and as we all know td bank is mostly green like that's their logo color 
and they have rainbows outside and they're like we like green but rainbow is our favorite color i almost <laughs> threw up um and then i also saw this story uh back to like representation for young people it's really just a cute nice story where this um family was moving and uh, they lived next door to a lesbian couple who, who had a gay flag flying out front mm-hmm. and as one of the the lesbian one of the lesbians was leaving she like picked up like a rock or something and she found a note underneath of it and he said and it was like really like childish handwriting and it's a picture of him holding a gay flag and a, and a um a trans flag and he's like seeing these flags every day really made me feel good and made me feel better about myself oh. and it makes me want to come out to my family <gasps> it's so beautiful oh my heart representation matters it really matters um, um okay, okay. So, yeah, so as it, even though it may seem that we are progressive in our country, we're, um, there have been a lot of, you know, downsides. So it's just yes. some quick facts about, you know, some of the laws that we've had uh, that were either, but mostly against gay people. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, since, since the colonies really began, there has been this, there was this law that was like against sodomy. Yes. Basically, sodomy is taking it off the butt yep yeah um and it's been in place since the beginning of this country was founded and this wasn't overturned federally until 2003 that's crazy 2003 that's crazy and i know that i think like because these sodomy laws they're targeted specifically at lgbt people but i think that also they include like giving blood like they technically include like going down on Uh someone and like anything that's not like piv Man on woman procreation sex. Yeah. And missionary only. A lot of places literally do have laws that say you can only have sex in missionary, which is just like so. I just always think of like the like, disgruntled judge being uh-huh. like, no, well, nobody's going to have no, fun on my watch. No animal in the animal kingdom has sex missionary. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's just like also, I mean, it's another one. I mean, truly every law that has anything to do with consensual sex between people i'm just like who fucking cares yeah truly who cares the um, only sex that we should our law should be concerned with is something that is a non-consensual situation yeah <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> like I, yeah exactly um another interesting fact was that in 1953 president dwight d eisenhower signed an executive order that banned homosexuals from working for the federal government saying they were a security risk mm-hmm. also known as the lavender scare yes yeah, mm-hmm. and you were saying there's a good book called The Lavender Scare yeah, where you can read us. about that. It was like this idea that like gay people and communists are aligned. Yeah, and that, that like if you work in the government and you're gay, the communists can hold that against you yes. so you can't be trusted. But it's like also if you don't put in a rule that you can't be gay while working in the government, then the communists couldn't hold... Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's weird to do that. Also, so this was something that I learned on another podcast that was talking about the history of Stonewall. But... um the New York Times used to publish the names of everyone who had been caught in raids on gay mm-hmm. bars. So you, if you were working in the government or whatever, you were working anywhere. I mean, it was just, it was to humiliate you and people yeah. could actually lose their jobs because of this 1953 law. Yeah. If someone was a federal employee and then their name got published in the fucking New York Times. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Um, in 1952, the American Psychiatric Association Manual listed, um, they voted to list homosexuality as a sociopathic personality disturbance. Not even, I don't know what that, I don't Not a disorder, it's a disturbance. There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting um, because it's just it's sociopathic. I think of like 
you know, Ted Bundy or yeah. Jason Bateman. Yeah, or someone who's trying to harm other people in any yeah. way. Um, <laughs> I would say I would argue that homosexuals are the least sociopathic. I mean, I'm sure there's some sociopathic homosexuals, <laughs> but they just like a lot of them are like happy-go-lucky people. I yeah. cry every single time I watch the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's not sociopathic yeah, unless you're doing it to lure us all into a false sense of security so that oh. we believe that you are a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? A little sidebar. That show is so beautiful because it's a competition show, but they're all rooting for each other. I know. And they're all so nice. The only drama on that show ever was when Ian threw his baked Alaska in I the band. I know. Because that was so dramatic. That was really dramatic. <laughs> dramatic. Everyone was like, Ian, no, Ian, please don't do it. It's interesting. I've been noticing people pr- pronouncing drama as drama. Drama. Recently. I'm like, is this a thing? Is this a new thing? I'm, it's m- fun. Maybe people in Canada basically it was Carly Rae Jepsen she said live for the drama too and I'm like drama <laughs> um, maybe you know we gotta have, we gotta have fun with language speaking um, of gay people yeah I know I was like speaking <laughs> of contributions to the LGBT community <laughs> Carly Rae she Car- does it all and and having fun with language yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, so this was removed it was removed as a sociopathic personality disturbance on December 15th, 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, they voted to remove it. So it's no longer a mental disorder yeah. which is or disturbance, which is nice. Um, in November of 1993, Bill Clinton signed the policy known as Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which banned um, openly gay and lesbian Americans from serving in the military. Um, and you basically, you could be closeted you could be gay, but just don't tell anyone about it. Yes, which is such a like ass backwards. It's that like it's it's in the same vein of like I don't hate gay people. I just love them so much. I tell them the truth. Yeah. Like or like I don't hate gay people. I just don't approve of their lifestyle. Like well, that's like the world that that lives in. It was also such a tricky thing because. It's like people would ask you about your life at home. Like, oh, yeah. how is your wife? Are you in, are you, you dating anyone? You can't just be closeted. You have to lie. Right. And also these are like, like there's always these things about like troop cohesion, like uh-huh. making sure the troops are cohesive. Like when they wanted to add women into combat roles, it's like troop cohesion, blah, blah, blah. And it's like having a subsect of soldiers who have to lie and hide and keep one of the most like personal parts of their life a secret is probably more like it's probably more dangerous to troop cohesion than like finding mm-hmm. out that private Smith has a boyfriend. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's interesting because, you know, so this was then repealed during the Obama administration. Yes. Um, I remember that. September 20, 2011. I do remember that too. Yep. Um, I, cause I remember I was talking to someone who served in the military and I asked him, I was like, do you know people who are closeted? And he's like, no, but, Someone told, like, he was a marshal or mm-hmm. something, or he, he, I don't know what he was, but he was above people. Yeah, he had an officer's yeah. position of some kind. And someone told him that he was gay, thinking that he would be, like, cool with it. And he told me to my face, he's like, I had to report it. Otherwise, if they found out that I knew, I could be discharged. See, that creates, it, can, it creates such a fucked up situation. It also goes back to the Dwight Eisenhower law, where it's like, you're making your troops more vulnerable to blackmail and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, what if, like, a hostile foreign power finds out that, the commander of whatever force is gay. Yeah. Like you're literally creating a situation where people can be blackmailed where one did not need to exist. Yeah. Um, in September of 1996, president Clinton again signed the defense of marriage act, which banned federal recognition of same sex marriage. 
Defining marriage is a legal union between one man and one woman as husband and wife. I just don't fuck with Bill Clinton. Fuck Bill Clinton. We were saying this. We we recorded an episode right before this that mm. will be released before this one. I said at the end of that, I don't fuck with Bill Clinton and I don't fuck with him for this either. And then in April 2015, U.S. Supreme Court basically struck that down and said marriage was legal federally for everyone. Were you in New York at that point? I was. Honestly, I don't. I remember going to... St- there was a big like party at Stonewall. Yeah, I went to Stonewall. Wow, um, we were both at the same party. Yeah, I didn't like, I think I like walked by and I was yeah. like, oh my God. I like went over and, and I then, went to the crowd and then was like, cool. I think, and then me and my friends got fucked up. Yeah. That was beautiful. I remember, yeah, I just like oh, went over I there. What happened. I have a video of me partying. That's nice. Somewhere. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I just, it was, I literally like got the notification on my phone when it happened and I literally just happened to be in the area near mm-hmm. Stonewall. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to walk over there right now. And it was very cool to see yeah. like the crowds. It's nice to remember a time where something happened in politics and you, it made you like feel really good. Yeah. And it was like really nice. Oh God, it hasn't happened in so long. I know it was so like AOC winning was like the only thing I can think of in a while. Yeah. The midterms were generally good. Yeah. Like I felt good after the midterms and um, stuff like that. But, and now there's a trans ban, trans military ban. Yes, which so, is the same damn thing. Which we have not overturned yet. We have not overturned. But we will. Yes, One it'll day. happen. We'll see it happen. We've seen all of this happen. I mean, I remember when I was just like a high school kid who was like annoyingly into politics for a high schooler and Virginia had a marriage ban that they were like voting on and it was so contentious. And mm-hmm. just to just to remember how polarizing of an issue it was when I was maybe 10 years ago where people literally could say like they didn't support the LGBT community and that was considered like a legitimate political belief yeah. to now where like I would say that that is I, there are obviously people who don't support the LGBT community in our very government, but they have to couch that and they have to hide it and they have to pretend they have to pay lip service to the yeah. LGBT community while actually undermining them with like laws and stuff. Well, like, yeah, exactly. There, are, there a lot of the time they'll be, they, they can be like, well, I don't support the marriage between a man and woman, but I feel like they should. I mean, I don't support the marriage between a man and a man or yeah. whatever. Um, I don't, I personally, I don't support the marriage between a man and a woman. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> I don't think straight. I don't think straight people shouldn't be able to get married for as long as gay people were be able to marry. Yeah, married. they take straight marriage away, and then once it's been the same amount of time, we can both be married. I honestly Repar- write it up. Write up the law. Write up the law. Um, but yeah, you know, like Mike Pompeo. Um, yes, and in his you know testimony for becoming the CIA director or Secretary of Defense, I can't remember or Secretary yeah. of State, but yeah, they're still they're still kind of saying it. It's also like, it's like people will be like, okay, well, yeah, gay people can get married, but you can deny them services for being yeah. gay. And like, mm-hmm. so it's like they find, they're like, okay, well, now it's like not okay to say that gay people can't get married anymore. That's like a settled issue. So we'll find these other issues to I'll like fuck say, with gay people. I'll just take away their housing. Yeah, I'll just make it harder for them to get housing. Or I'll make it harder for them to adopt children. Mm-hmm. Or I'll make it hard like like people can deny them services and as soon as they saw an opening like they do with roe now i'm sure these same people yeah. will jump on the gay marriage ruling we thought we thought roe was signed sealed delivered yes and, and now it's in so much jeopardy and yeah. it shows you that anything else can be put into jeopardy yeah exactly um so yeah this makes me want to talk about like other other countries because as as much as we like to think that we have gone so far which we have mm-hmm. um there's still a lot of places where it's really hard to be a gay person. Yes. Um, 
Number one, uh, this is a country in Africa, um, Mauritania. Uh, this is probably one of the most extreme cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a predominantly Muslim country, and they uh, their laws are based on Sharia laws that prohibit them from an unnatural act between people of the same sex. Yes, which a lot of which religions a, yeah. technically have, but mm-hmm. if you're like having a hyper-religious state, yeah. Yeah. Um, all same-sex activities are illegal and punishable by stoning to death if committed by men and imprisonment if committed by women. That's an interesting thing that I've seen in a lot of this when we were even talking about like like laws in the U.S. that like they wouldn't include women or the, it was just mm-hmm. this like erasure of lesbians at all because yeah. people didn't don't understand what they do. That's so really it's what it like, comes down it to. It like really comes down to like they don't really get what they're doing. So it's like they act like they don't exist and like it's not okay to be a lesbian, but it's also like they don't even treat it. It's weird that it's the, it's the obsession with penetration. Yes. It's an obsession because with penetration. People don't ask gay men how they have sex, but they ask lesbians all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like mm, none of your fucking business. Have you seen, um, book smart? Yes. I just saw this there's weekend. That, there's a very funny scene where, uh, one of the characters is gay and she is trying to figure out me- the mechanics of having uh-huh. sex. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very, very funny. Book smart is great. Also, yeah, everyone should go see great. it. Um, next up on our list, uh, the United Arab Emirates, the UAE. Uh, all non-heterosexual activities are committed a crime, punishable by flogging, imprisonment, beating, deportation for non-citizens, torture, and death. And in 2005, 26 young men were sentenced to five years in prison in Abu Dhabi for engaging in homosexual activities. So this is a, not just a law that's on the books, but it's one that like is, they, are, they are enacting. Yeah. Um, another quote-unquote progressive country in the region. Um, Saudi Arabia. Which, you know, is our BFF. Did you see um, Donald Trump on Chuck Todd recently? And I didn't watch all of it. I, it's You can. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump or Chuck Todd asked Donald Trump about Jamal Khashoggi and he does not say one thing about him. He just goes into like, oh, well, they give us a lot of money and we have a lot of business dealings there. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I often see this response on the right that's like... Uh, they, they try to, like, justify Islamophobia by being like, well, these countries do this to gay people. Mm-hmm. And they try to, like, use the left's care for the LGBT community against us to make us Islamophobic yeah. against Muslims. And it's like, okay, first of all, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. Second of all, we fuck with so many of these countries. Yeah. Like, we choose, like, like Donald Trump will be like, this is how they treat gay people in Iran. And I'm like, okay, but you are best friends with Saudi Arabia and they do the same exact shit. Yeah. So, like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. So, transgenderism and homosexuality are considered immoral, indecent activities, which are punishable by fines, torture, prison, or death. Um, another really terrible place, uh, unmarried in Yemen, is Yemen. Well, I mean... <laughs> Who the fuck? What's going on in Yemen? The unmarried men who engage in sexual activity are liable to one year in prison and 100 lashes, while married men who engage in homosexuality are put to death by stoning. And women are exempt from death but serve up to seven years in prison, which kind of goes back to that thing we were talking about where people, mm-hmm. like, they don't know what lesbians are doing, so they're just like, we don't like it. Yeah. But, like, I guess since there weren't dicks, like, yeah. it's okay. Like, as long as a dick doesn't go where we don't want it to go, like, it's not as bad i don't know like it's the logic doesn't make sense to me um also while researching this i didn't put it on the outline but i there's this crazy law in japan that if you are transgender and looking to go under gender reassignment surgery Mm -hmm. you have to be sterilized first that is shocking to me it is so shocking that is a crazy 
crazy law. This is like a first world country that is quite Western in in the, in the, in, in, in terms of like pop culture and yeah. ideologies. That's, I mean, that's, that's, there's it's, so much wrong with that yeah. in so many ways. And it goes to show that, I mean, yeah, a lot of the countries with like the harshest laws are ones that operate under like a Sharia law system, mm-hmm. but this is not unique to Islam. It's not unique no. to any region. No. Like this is a problem in many places. It just takes different forms. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, Christians kill a lot of gay people too. You know, yeah. it's like, it happens all the time just yeah. because there's not outright laws about it. Yes. Right now. And there are certainly very strict religious Christian groups who, if they had their way, would put in place some of these laws and stuff like that. Um, Another country we've talked about on the podcast before is Russia. Uh, Russia currently has a law on the books that basically any public display of affection by a gay person or any any like public recognition of your gayness is considered like propaganda Mm -hmm. against children. And so you can go to jail for that. Um, And in Chechnya, it's even terrible yeah they chechnya it's horrible basically um take homosexuals they kidnap them and put them into concentration camps yes. basically and torture and in some cases kill them mm-hmm. um by trying and they torture them and be trying to get like other people outed yes so they can torture those people and then out even more people which you um, as everybody knows if you torture someone they're just gonna start saying shit yeah so that they that you stop torturing them so like imagine I mean, first of all, gay people shouldn't be picked up on this law, but imagine how many people have just been picked up because maybe they're like, just like queer or effeminate in a little way. And then someone's just like, I'm just going to list people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I mean, it's bad enough. It's bad no matter what, like this shouldn't be happening at all. But like you also think about when torture is involved, it's like people are getting swept up. They're just killing anyone who could be even off. So I feel like it probably like makes toxic masculinity yeah. like so rampant because you want to make sure nobody would ever say shit about you. So this makes me wonder about, you know, those corporate sponsorships that you're talking about. Yes. How many of these think people who are sponsoring pride in New York city are operating in, in the, in these countries? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, that's a really, really good question. Are, is, is, is the TD bank in Saudi Arabia rainbow right now? Yeah. Like how many, and, and how many of these major companies, maybe they don't have a specific, like they don't have, you know, whatever a TD bank in Saudi Arabia, yeah. but they have money there somehow, mm-hmm. whatever they're making money, they have investments, whatever it is. I mean, it is something definitely, to think about and we have an episode in the archive it's way far back in the archive with a group called voices Four, where we talk a lot more about what mm-hmm. was going on in chechnya and all that mm-hmm. stuff so if that is a topic of interest to you you can go back in our archive and hear i us. think the title is are they really still killing people in 2019 because yes. we i interviewed them again in like february oh yeah so we have yeah we have uh, multiple episodes in the archive about that with voices Four, which is a great organization um and a big thing about this year's pride is that it is the 50th anniversary of the stonewall riots yes big, um big big big, big pride big. world pride in new york and stonewall 50 um so i think it's interesting just to get some backstory about what stonewall is so Stone, yes. the Stonewall Inn is a bar yes <laughs> in new york city i spent my 21st birthday there i was actually there like a week ago i don't know um so basically just some background um the stolen rights took place on the early mornings of june 28th 1969 um during that time there was a criminal statute that allowed police to arrest people wearing less than three gender appropriate articles of clothing (laughs) whatever the fuck that means yeah um like what does like like as a if a woman is wearing pants yeah like does that i don't know 
I think it was just an excuse to pick up anyone you thought looked a little gay. Yeah. It's like, mm, his pants are tight. Yeah. Or to make sure no one can express being trans ever. Yeah. Um, 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 engaging in gay behavior in public, aka holding hands, kissing, or dancing with someone of the same sex was illegal. Um, so police harassment of gay bars, can, there was a lot of harassment at gay bars. And also during this time, the LGBTQ community was not as open to other members. Um, it's still kind of an issue. Um, especially among gay cis men, mm-hmm. white cis men. Um, then, but now it's still kind of happening, but then it was really bad. Like if you were trans or a drag queen or even like a lesbian trying to get into a gay bar, they would kick you out and yell at you. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a point I've heard come home, br- brought home a lot of times that like these gay spaces were these gay, like gay safe spaces were specifically for like cis white gay mm. men they catered to that yeah. aspect of the community more than any other yeah um and that's why uh stonewall was special mm-hmm. because at the time where a lot of places weren't opening open to drag queens or transgender people um they would they would come in and yeah. be fine um so a lot of the gay bars at this time were owned and operated by the mafia mm-hmm. Um, they saw they they saw it was as an opportunity to make a lot of money because they were a place for people to go and they knew that it would always be coming. It also, they didn't have to take good care of it because it was for gay people and they didn't really care. So in 1966, the Genovese crime family um, bought the Stonewall Inn and cheaply renovated, reopened it as a gay bar. Um, they there was no um, there was no like fire exits. They were basically. It was a pretty shitty like renovation. It had no running water behind the bar to wash glasses. It had no mm-hmm. clean toilets. Yeah, sounds um, like when they renovated my last apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and they, the mafia would also actually like because you had to sign when you were coming in to the mm-hmm. Stonewall um, to show that it was an exclusive bar, just to like keep to show face to keep yeah. face for the, with the the police. And the other thing is that they had no liquor licenses, so they were illegally selling liquor. But they, a lot of the time they would water it down. Mm-hmm. Um. And so because they had no liquor license, it gave the police more liberty to, you know, come and check these places. Yeah. And but what usually would happen is the the police would give the mafia a tip and the mafia would pay them off. Mm-hmm. And they had this kind of like symbiotic relationship where they would know that they were coming and basically just get rid of all the illegal liquor, make sure no gays are making out yeah. in, the, in the bar. Um, but for whatever reason, it did not happen that night. Um, so without any, without any, um, prior warning, the police raided Stonewall Inn and there was, they had a warrant. They arrested 13 people. They roughed up patrons. They found illegal alcohol. Um, the people they arrested were employees and people violating the state's gender appropriate clothing statute. So what we were talking about before trans people, drag queens. And so they would have the female officers go into the bathroom and make and check their genitals to see what sex they are. What? Yeah. And so, Oh my God. What happened after this is the, the, the gay community at Stonewall and just in general, were really fucking fed up with this. They were like, we just want a place leave us alone. Um, and so as opposed to dispersing, which they usually did because everyone was fair, afraid of pe- persecution, afraid of their name ending up in the New York times. Mm-hmm. Um, they stayed and instead of running away, they stayed and they stayed around and started harassing the police um, for harassing them. Um, they started throwing shit, p- 
pennies, bottles, cobblestones, and other objects at the police. Um, within minutes, a full-blown riot began. Hundreds of people were there. The police, a few prisoners, um, they ended up getting stuck in the bar. They barricaded themselves in the bar, and the mob attempted to set the bar on fire. <gasps> I didn't even realize that that yeah. happened. Oh, my God. Um, the the fire department came and riot squad they they basically were able to then douse the flames and rescue everyone inside the stonewall and disperse the crowd but that was not the end of the protests they continued on for the following days um and yeah just really demanded equality a lot of a lot of organizations were born out of that day including glad um which is amazing there's always like excuse me There's always like uh, talk of who threw the first brick. No yeah. one really knows. Yeah. Um, Marsha P. John, like everyone talks about Marsha P. Johnson. She mm-hmm. was a very strong um, vocal activist yes. for the gay community and the trans community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's give, uh, given a lot of credit for her. She talked about how she climbed a uh, a light thing yeah, or something like and a- then dropped a brick mm-hmm. down, which is pretty cool. Um, another fun tidbit is that so a lot of the time people when you were gay you would ask like in that time mm-hmm. you'd be like are you a friend of dorothy to find out if you were gay yes and because dorothy from wizard of oz uh mm-hmm. judy garland all her friends famously gay <laughs> yeah all her friends famously gay um it's a very gay movie yes um judy garland was a big proponent for yes gay rights um she actually died a few days before the Stonewall riots Mm -hmm. and her funeral, there was a vigil held for her, um, the night before. So the June 27th, like the Mm -hmm. same night basically. Um, and Sylvia Rivera, who is another, uh, activist of the time. She basically was planning on staying home that night and light some candles as a vigil to her idol. When her friend called and said, um, like begged her to join her at Stonewall. And at first Rivera worried about whether that would be in good taste. Um, and she said, was it all right to dance with the martyr Judy, not cold in her grave, but she relented. She ended up popping a black beauty and heading over. But black beauty <laughs> is an amphetamine. Um, so a lot of people associate this is, I don't know how true this is, or, you know, if you, you can't really deduct fact from it. Yes. But that, the gays were sad about Judy Garland dying and they were just, <laughs> they were activated. They were fed up. It was too much. They were activated. They all went to the vigil the night before and they were like, this is, I can't take it anymore. So apparently Judy Garland's death may have been a catalyst in our modern gay rights movement. I love, I love that yeah. theory. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing about Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson is they just got monuments here in yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're finally, being recognized for the role that they played in the Stonewall Uprising and how important they were to the LGBT community. Marsha P. Johnson died under very mysterious circumstances. Mm -hmm. Many people think that she was killed. The police ruled it as a suicide, which a lot of people who knew her at the time said that that was just not, Mm -hmm. not, you know. Yeah. Not correct. So There's a a history of whitewashing within the gay community as there is everywhere else. And... Thankfully, it seems to be getting better yeah. in terms of that. Um, People are doing the work to try to correct the record and make sure that yeah. we're pointing out these trans women of color who yeah. were actually at the forefront of this movement when they were the most vulnerable yeah. people who were there. Um, two years ago, there was a fucking movie that came that they, they came out, Stonewall. Yes, and, and they was, had a white guy throw the first brick, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, not no. correct. Yeah. Not correct. You never know. I mean... 
unless we were someone was there who can tell us who saw the first brick we won't ever really truly know. And was there even a first brick? You know what yeah. I mean? Or was it sort of a was simultaneous it, explosion yeah. of energy it, and that, information? Which probably what it was. Yes. Probably pushing, then a bottle, then a cobblestone, yeah. and then a fucking brick. That's the thing is like, it's a riot. So mm-hmm. like no one, it's it's a chaotic mess yeah. of energy. Isn't it crazy how group mentality works? Yeah. Mob mentality. Yeah. It's, it's wild and it does. It is a good, having Stonewall is a good reminder that like, sometimes the starts of these movements are messy and it's Mm -hmm. difficult and it comes out of like a lot of frustration and pain and hurt. And it's like, it's crazy to think that at first it had to be this like riot and kind of this eruption of like violence and anger at injustice where now you can march peacefully in the streets and celebrate pride and put on big wings and throw, have a flag and get fucked up or go to fire Island and stay home, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm most likely will be drunk on the beach sunday that sounds like a beautiful pride brian <laughs> and happy pride to everybody listening yeah, happy Take, pride be be a good ally yeah be a good ally to everybody who's listening who's in the lgbtq community we love you yeah. have a happy pride yeah we'll see you in july i guess yeah <laughs> betches